0: Hey, I'm Frank Burton from the Ragbag Podcast. I've just published a new novel. It's called 100 and you are going to like it. There was a boy who lived alone in a hundred story tower block in the dirty city. There was a girl who vomited cash. There was a man who had one of those dreams about having It's weird, it's wild, it's wonderful, it's in paperback and ebook format on Amazon, but hey, you're audio people. So I've made you an audio book available for name your price. That's name your price from frankburton.bandcamp.com. That's frankburton.bandcamp.com. And I know I'm biased because I wrote it, but trust me, this is going to. to ragbags bonus bag my name's frank burton another best of episode for you this time it's the best of lazarus newman remember lazarus newman of course you do stick around for tune of the week enjoy yourselves also make sure you read my two books there's another one coming out next year just saying get on it Welcome to Rag Bag. My name's Frank Burton. Well, it is currently. I am genuinely thinking of changing my name by deed poll to Lazarus Newman. That's right, Lazarus Newman. More on that later, possibly, unless I change my mind. Yeah, as you'll have gathered if you listened to the last couple of episodes, times are a-changing around these parts, but what's not going to change about this show is, of course, the quality of the music. So, I know what you're thinking, yeah, what's all this Lazarus Newman business, Frank? Why do you want to change your name? Well, As you know, I've been through some strange experiences recently and I've learnt some things about the world and about myself in particular, about the way that I respond to things, and I've always liked being called Frank because I felt like it suited my personality as an honest, straight talking individual. But as it turns out, there's a fine line between being frank and just being plain rude. Listeners, and in the past, I'm afraid to say, I don't know if you've noticed this, but in the past, I have been guilty of rudeness myself. And the first rule of podcasting, if there ought to be one, is this don't insult your listeners, even when they're annoying you for whatever reason. Be nice to them, kill them with kindness. Did I say kill? I didn't mean that listeners because and i mean this sincerely i love you guys that's just the kind of person lazarus newman is let me explain lazarus newman is my new name because it matches my newfound positivity And i'm not religious but i'm taking the name lazarus after the biblical character who rises from the dead because i feel like i've been reborn as a new person and Newman because haha I'm a new man yeah I, I know what you're gonna say as well I don't mean to be presumptuous but I do know what you're gonna say both names are basically variations on the same thing it's like becoming vegetarian and changing our name to aubergine carrot boy or something like I know they're both two different vegetables but they're both vegetables we get the point Mr Carrot Boy you're vegetarian now, well done but at the same time I do like the name Lazarus Newman I've got a good feeling about it as I say I'm not quite ready to change my name officially yet it's more about focusing on becoming the embodiment of Lazarus Newman's principles first call it self-improvement programme I'm not quite good enough yet to become Lazarus but I will be one of these days this edition is sponsored by the Emperor's new sunglasses ever find yourself squinting on a bright day but don't want to stick on a pair of shades because they make you look too much like Bono Try the Emperor's New Sunglasses. They work in the exact same way as a normal pair of sunglasses would, except they're totally invisible. Apart from, you know, um, you can see them if you look closely. They're subtle. I think that's what the marketing team are trying to say. I mean, they do physically exist. And if you visit their website... um, Emperors new dot sunglasses. Yeah, this is the thing people do with their domain names now. Very funny. Very nice. Um, if you visit their website, there are a whole bunch of publicity shots of various models not wearing sunglasses at all. And the implication is that they actually are wearing invisible sunglasses. It is a little misleading, guys. I'm not going to get, you know, angry about it. I'm Lazarus Newman. That's not what I do, but I do think it's a little dishonest. I've seen your products. Um, it is a real physical thing that you can hold in your hand, wear over your eyes, and partially blocks out the sunlight. Not fully, effectively. I mean, they're not really dark enough for that. You know, they're not. They're not as good as an actual pair of sunglasses. But I think. I'm getting a little bit sidetracked here. Anyway, that's the sort of thing that Frank would do, isn't it? Speaking as Aubergine Carrot Boy, not Aubergine Carrot Boy, what's my new name? Speaking as Lazarus Newman, I'm going to try my best not to get sidetracked and, you know, there's really no need to get bogged down in unnecessary detail thank you to our sponsors the emperor's new sunglasses for the financial support you can support them financially by buying a pair of their sunglasses so off you go go and do that so as i've said i've got myself a new personality and a new name time now for a new feature neutralizing gripes People have been writing to me a lot with various different complaints about many different aspects of life. I can do nothing to change any of these things, and neither can you, dear listeners. But what we can all do is change the way that we feel about things. And I, Lazarus Newman, am here to help you do that. I'll read out the first gripe, and then I'll explain to you... How I'm going to be going about neutralizing it because it's a little tough to explain. But trust me, once you've got your head around this new feature, you'll be writing to me requesting that I make this the entire show. Okay, forget all that other stuff. This is the real deal neutralizing gripe. Here's the first gripe Christoph in Cornwall says, The English language does my nutting. Why do people pronounce the pan? in saucepan as pn. What the hell is a saucepan? You wouldn't say frying pn, would you? For that matter, ever heard anyone say fireman or postman? Well, it's firefighter and postal worker in the modern parlance, Christoph, but you make a very convincing case. I myself am guilty of pronouncing the word saucepan as saucepan. I hold my hand up to that, but none of this will matter very soon because I am going to neutralize your gripe. This comes with a warning, okay? I figured out a highly effective means of neutralizing gripes, and it's kind of a form of hypnosis, right? So if you're listening while driving or operating heavy machinery, stop what you're doing right now, unless you're in the fast lane or something, just crack on with your journey, you'll be fine. This is specifically for Christoph, But if Christoph's observation touched a nerve with anyone out there and you're thinking, yeah, I too have that gripe, listen up. You are soon to lose it. Right? I am going to say a word now. This is a slow burner, by the way. I do apologise. I should point that out. Your gripe will not be neutralised straight away. All will become clear. Right? I'm going to say a word now. And you will remember it. Even if you're only half listening to me. It will stick in your head like an advertising jingle. Just temporarily, you understand. The word is... Horseradish. Keep hold of that for now. Horseradish. You'll hold that in your mind until the next time... The word horseradish crops up in conversation. And you're not allowed to cheat and drop it in yourself. It has to be from an independent, external source. Trust me... I know it's not necessarily an everyday word, but when you're listening out for it, you'll be astonished at how often the word horseradish comes up in conversation. I mean, it just did them, for example, but that doesn't count. But anyway, next time you hear the word horseradish, suddenly you'll feel different. You will no longer be annoyed by the English pronunciation of the word saucepan, you will feel a tiny bit better about the world, and every little bit counts. Right, back to neutralising gripes now. Christoph added a PS, by the way, in addition to the uh, saucepan thing, and um, He says, And another thing. Who the hell says potato? No one. Correct me if I'm wrong, but I suspect whoever wrote that song just made that word up just so it rhymes. Well, they wouldn't be the first songwriters to do that, uh, you know, Christoph. Give them a break. It's harder than it looks. But anyway, yeah, you can consider that gripe neutralised alongside the other one. Just listen out for that word. Horseradish. Okay. Okay. Now, it looks like we've spent so much time explaining how this process works that we've only got time for one more gripe to neutralise before the end of the show. But that's okay. I'm not going to get annoyed about it. Just a word of warning, though. I'm not going to explain it next time. Okay, I'll assume you've listened to this bit, digested it, remembered it, all that. You cherry pickers out there who don't listen to every episode, I can do nothing for you. I love you. But I can't help you if you're not willing to show commitment. Here's our final gripe. Monica in Barbados says, My local pizza house refuses to offer gluten-free dough. Well, why don't you just go to an alternative pizza provider then, Monica? Why? They're the ones losing out they're shooting themselves in the foot with that one let them shoot themselves in the foot i'm sorry monica i didn't mean to get all tetchy on you i do understand i had the exact same problem with vegan cheese you know what i did i went somewhere else i didn't write into a podcast in the hope that the gripe will be neutralized sometimes you need to neutralize your own gripes through your own words and your own actions You should know that already. I'm sorry, but I'm going to have to issue you with a fine line. Yeah, we are still doing this feature, doing fines. Send me £50 via PayPal. I expect that payment in full by the time you finish listening. And on that subject, don't think I ignored your email, Jared Drabble. Jared emailed me a few weeks ago when I first started issuing fines to listeners saying, I hope you realise none of these so-called fines of yours are legally enforceable. I'm not stupid, Jared. I know they're not legally enforceable. You know what they are, mate? They're a moral obligation on your part. That's right, your part. You're getting a fine for that. And I happen to know that as a lawyer, you're probably a very wealthy man. £500. Don't leave it too late, Jared. I'll be obliged to start charging interest. Not legally obliged, you understand. Morally obliged. Your problem, Jared, is your understanding of the law has overshadowed your understanding of basic human decency. Okay, um, Jared, I um, I realise that was Frank talking there, rather than Lazarus. I uh, I am trying to knock this behaviour slowly but surely on the head. Um, it won't happen overnight, Jared. Just pay the fine, please, before the interest kicks in. This is Lazarus talking now. Okay, try not to make Frank angry. When he gets really mad, you know, who can predict how much interest he's going to be adding onto your existing fine? Just pay him. You can afford it. It's for the best. Little game of good cop, bad cop there, Jared. You're probably familiar with that in your profession anyway just to assure the rest of you I am fully committed to the whole Lazarus Newman thing I know you probably think it's a silly name but let me tell you about someone else I know who used a similar technique for reinventing himself I met him in prison he called himself Larry Riley because he wanted to be happy as Larry and also you know live the life of Riley as to be fair it didn't work out quite as he planned. He was a heroin addict and say what you like about heroin there is a certain amount of pleasure involved in that lifestyle but that man's life as a whole doesn't quite match up with the name. For a start he's never going to be released, not after what he did. Come to think of it this isn't really a very good example of a person changing their name as a means of changing their life but i'm different listeners i'm not larry riley i'm Lazar. what's my name again what's my name again lazarus lazarus newman i'm lazarus newman i'm lazarus newman I'm Lazarus Newman. Only good things can come from this. This edition is sponsored by the Socialpedia Network, not to be confused with other companies with similar names. Socialpedia, think about that. It's like a cross between... Yeah, you guessed it. I probably don't even need to say anything else about this week's sponsor. Um, It is, in my opinion, a very, very bold attempt at combining two very large, but previously unrelated aspects of the internet, and in doing so, the creators of this project are taking on a host of corporate giants, as well as one of the world's largest non-profits, and it's interesting to see where these guys will go with this. Uh, but do check it out, the social media network details on the website. Um, having looked at it myself, I can see the real untapped potential for sticking your nose into other people's business. Something which the old me would have been well up for. As a matter of fact, the old me is still there. And he does pop his head up from time to time. And when he heard about the social media network, Frank couldn't help checking out some details of, you know, some old school friends who generally lack any kind of Facebook or Instagram presence. And God knows where the administrators pulled this information from. I could see everything. From their career history to... Often very personal details about broken marriages, bankruptcies, points on their driving license. Everything's just there. And when I say career history, you don't just see the person's CV. You see the jobs they were turned down for. You don't just find out who they're in a relationship with. You see all the people they fail to get together with at times the social media network reads like a catalogue of broken dreams I really don't know where they've got all this information from but their marketing team have emphatically assured me it's all legal so you know that's okay but speaking as Lazarus Newman I do have a few reservations about the ethics of this venture invasion of privacy and all that because lazarus newman has a social conscience yeah just a thought guys just a thought apologies to everyone who got in touch to complain about the quality of our previous sponsor's product the emperor's new sunglasses unfortunately they don't do refunds so i do feel your pain because they are expensive aren't they and they're really not very good at blocking out the sun. It's probably just as well that they pulled out of the show, to be honest with you. They weren't too happy with my description of their product. I thought I was fairly even-handed. I was just trying to make the point that the sunglasses do physically exist. They're not literally invisible. And it sparked off a whole very strange existential debate between myself and the Emperor's New Sunglasses marketing team, where well, they started raising points such as, what do we really mean by the word exist? What do we mean when we say literally invisible? We mean exactly that, fellas. The word invisible has a very precise and incredibly straightforward definition. It means something you can't see unlike your so-called sunglasses which let me make this absolutely clear to anyone still considering buying a pair they're not invisible. Case closed. Thank you. Let's get properly cracking with our new feature neutralizing gripes If you didn't listen to the last edition where I introduced this feature, basically there's a more complicated explanation than this. But fundamentally, neutralising gripes is a feature of this show where you, the listener, get in touch to tell me your gripes and I neutralise them. Skeptical? Don't be. Don't be sceptical, just go with it, right? Cauliflower Kate has been in touch to say, Speaking as a parent... I feel genuinely physically uncomfortable whenever I hear the expression throwing the baby out with the bathwater. Even typing these words now is causing me real personal anguish at the very idea. How is it possible for an old-fashioned idiom to cause me to fear for my own child's safety despite the fact that my own child is 34 years old. Nice little twist at the end of that story, Kate. I like that. I suppose that's just the power of language, though, isn't it? Even a total cliche can be truly evocative. How else can you explain the success of Ed Sheeran? Shut up, Frank, please. You're making yourself sound bitter. Let Lazarus do the work now. Okay, sorry about that, listeners. Kate, I am now officially neutralizing your gripe. You will no longer be bothered by the expression throwing the baby out with the bathwater. And this will take effect the next time you hear the following word Brian. Next time you hear the word Brian that is to say next time it crops up naturally in conversation. That's your gripe neutralized. No need to thank me. That's not why I do this although I would appreciate it if you could let me know if this technique of mine actually works because let's be honest, it's a wild swing in the dark and the guys from last time, whose gripes I theoretically neutralised have gone a radio silent on me, so who knows? Right, let's smash through a few more before we run out of time. Harpreet in Paris says, I can't stand it when wire coat hangers get bent out of shape because even when you bend it back the hanger never returns to its original pristine triangle um first of all harpreet other more robust varieties of coax hanger are commercially available i suggest you invest in a few but well what the hell while we're on the subject i might as well neutralize your gripe while you're at it consider your gripe neutralized next time you hear the following word i don't know chrysanthemum listen out for that Charlie in Rotterdam says Personalised licence plates Am I right? Uh, Possibly Charlie I haven't really thought about it Just Charlie's opinion Guys if anyone out there has chosen to invest In a personalised plate For their motor vehicle Instead of, I don't know Donating the money to orphans or something I personally am totally cool with that Just know that Charlie in Rotterdam Doesn't approve for some reason It's fine, Charlie, it's fine. Next time you hear the word obsequious, there you go, Grind neutralised. Let's see, what else have I got to say to you people now? Oh, yeah, um, thanks to everyone who paid their fines. Your sins are forgiven, my children. Clean slate now, yeah? I'm impressed that everyone willingly... As I asked, even the lawyer who got in touch last time Complaining that my fining system wasn't legally enforceable He paid his fine in full Thank you for that Some people opt for voluntary donations via Patreon or whatever But what seems to be working for Ragbag at the moment Is a system of corporate sponsorship Supplemented by an ad hoc financial penalty system And the only real concern I have is that because this new system is working so well, I'm going to be tempted to deliberately find faults with listeners' messages and end up saying something unreasonable just so I can make a bit of extra money from fines. And part of my reinvention as Lazarus Newman is that I'm only going to get annoyed by something if it's reasonable for me to do so. Part of my development is that I'm learning where the line is between what's socially acceptable and what's not. Anyway, Peter Out in Lisbon says, What's your problem with Ed Sheeran anyway? Just because he's successful don't mean he can't have talent. Let's just stop talking about him, shall we, Peter? It's the second time it's come up this episode now. I don't wish to slag people off. I personally don't connect with Mr. Sheeran's music in the way that many other people seem to. End of story. I think that's reasonable. I do think that's reasonable. Hang on, wait a minute. What did you say your name was? Peter out. Mate, if you're trying to make some kind of serious point while using what's clearly a joke name and not the most hilarious of puns, it has to be said, you're getting a fine, £45.70 Peter. It's not means tested this time, I just made that figure off on the spot just now. If by any chance Peter Out is your real name, I apologise. I do, I apologise. The fine is no longer payable by you. If Peter Out is indeed the name on your birth certificate, Please forward my PayPal details onto your parents and let's double the fine while we're at it. £91.40 for Mr and Mrs. Out. Bit of mental arithmetic there. Very impressive, well done. I've impressed myself. £91.40 straight off the bat. Whoa ho. this is Frank speaking Lazarus has made me do this as some kind of punishment I guess I'm not particularly happy about it but I'm going to do it anyway Facebook page is Ragbag Podcast look for that on Facebook my Twitter handle is Ragbag Frank my website address frankburton.co.uk I suppose I'm going to have to change it aren't I suppose I'm going to have to change it to LazarusNewman.co.uk That's going to cost That's going to be a real hassle Maybe we can just keep the domain name that we've got It's uh, You know people have Frank Burton's easier to spell than Lazarus Newman Didn't think of that did I at the time Didn't think of that did you Lazarus mate? Nah
1: Okay, so, next up...
2: Ragbag?
0: Let's do Ragbag. There were things wrong with Frank Burton that may or may not be true. Lazarus Newman. Lazarus Newman. There were things wrong with Frank Burton that may or may not be true. Lazarus Newman.
2: Lazarus Newman.
1: Uh, I like the notion of a DJ that's just kind of... Slightly untethered from reality or inhabiting a slightly different universe. Yes.
0: But I'll be honest with you, this Lazarus stuff, Lazarus Newman, Lazarus Newman. Now, that's not what's bothering me today. I just can't swallow this persona, Lazarus Newman,
1: that Frank Burton is presenting to us. It just doesn't hang right for me. It doesn't engage with me. Bertie. There's something about. Frank Burton, that reminds me, and this is not a compliment, reminds me of Ricky Gervais. <laughs> I don't like Ricky Gervais. I don't like his persona. I don't like the way that he presents his ideas to the world. I think he's a phony so-and-so. And I think that Frank Burton, I don't think he's a phony, but I just don't
0: buy The persona, the right back persona that he's projecting. There were things wrong with Frank Burton that may or may not be true. There were things wrong with Frank Burton that may or may not be true. Lazarus Newman. Lazarus Newman. Reminds me of Ricky Gervais. (laughs) Don't know how I feel like just... Shaking things up a bit, and I've got an idea about how to do that. Reminds me of Ricky Gervais. Shaking things up, Ricky Gervais. Shaking things up, Ricky Gervais. <laughs> Lazarus Newman. Lazarus Newman. Lazarus Newman. just have some more music eh and when we come back i need to talk to you about something else we need to talk
2: about lazarus we need to talk about lazarus newman Lazarus Newman, lad, 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 Lazarus Newman. We need to talk about Lazarus. Lazarus Newman. We need to talk Lad, 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 Lazarus Newman, Lazarus Newman, Lazarus Newman, 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 Lad, 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 Newman, Newman, Talk, Newman, Talk, Newman, Lad, 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 Newman, Newman, Lad, 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 Newman, Newman.
0: This wasn't just for my own entertainment anymore. Have you ever noticed? Have you ever
2: noticed? <laughs> Lazarus Newman Lad 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 Newman Newman Lad 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 Newman Newman Lad, 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 Newman, Newman. Lad, 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 Newman, Newman.
0: Shall I tell you what Lazarus is up to at the moment, folks? He's been a bit quiet lately, hasn't he? hasn't piped up with any unnecessary critiques of things Frank Burton may or may not have said I'll tell you what Lazarus is doing right now he's writing a book now I'm fully aware that Lazarus Newman is an imaginary character that I invented and strictly speaking he only exists in my head I do know that but lately he's got a little out of control he's doing things that I wouldn't have imagined him doing Things I haven't just thought up myself, so to all intents and purposes, he's an independent being who lives inside me. And I was fine with that for a while. I invented him, after all. He was my idea of what a better me could be. But as he's evolved over the last few months, I've come to realise he isn't a better me. He's a nasty piece of work. He thinks very highly of himself and perhaps that's my fault for creating him in that way for bestowing upon him the title of greatest man who ever lived so he's writing a book and I can't help thinking he's doing it just to prove a point or maybe even out of jealousy because I continue to publish my books under the name Frank Burton instead of using his Stupid, And it is a stupid name. I realise that now. Lazarus Newman is a stupid name. You know what genre he's writing in, right? It's uh, non-fiction of sorts. Self-help. The arrogance of this man. I know I call myself the guru and everything, but I also acknowledge that my words of wisdom may just be little more than guesswork. But when Lazarus claims to be a guru, he's deadly serious about it. Let's have a little look at some of the claptrap he's coming out with. Look at this. Be the best you can be. Don't feel bad about making mistakes. Learn from those mistakes and allow that learning to make you into a better person, just like I did. Then he goes into this partially accurate account of the old me versus the new me, This is all forgivable stuff, I suppose, until he brings up Eduardo. Remember Eduardo, listeners? He was the guy who kind of misinterpreted something I said once, which apparently prompted him to become addicted to crack cocaine. That's a funny old thing. Why does crack cocaine keep coming up in conversation at the moment? That's weird. Anyway, so Lazarus' story goes that he was moved to act To save Eduardo from the grips of his addiction, he put the guru on strike until Eduardo agreed to see the error of his ways. And then, boom, success. Eduardo wrote in to let us all know that he'd kicked the habit. And Lazarus claims this as some kind of victory for his thesis, aside from the fact that he had nothing to do with it. Lazarus Newman did not exist at this time. It was my victory. It was my moral choice all this the old me would have done this or that that theory falls apart when it comes to eduardo and i'm sure there are plenty more examples because life is far more complicated than that what do you got to say for yourself lazarus what have you got to say uh, pretending to be asleep that's very mature very mature lazarus You're certainly a new man.
2: Lazarus Newman, ladies and gentlemen. Lazarus Newman.
0: Better watch yourself, Lazarus. That's all I'm saying. Watch yourself. times are uh, are changing around these parts. I'm actually going to change my name uh, to Lazarus Newman.
1: Excellent. So I shall call you Lazarus from
0: now on. Lazarus Newman. Lazarus Newman. Excellent. Yes, 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 yes. You're a joke, mate. You're an absolute joke. You're an absolute joke. Oh, you're talking back now, are you? Well,
1: yes, 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 yes. So I should call you Lazarus from now on. So I shall call you Lazarus from now on. Yeah, 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 yeah. Frankly, Lazarus. Frankly, Lazarus. Frankly, Lazarus.
0: Lazarus Newman. Lazarus Newman.
1: Frankly, Lazarus. All of this ridiculous silliness will be quite enough to make me laugh. <laughs>
0: William, get out of that cult and get a train back to Stoke-on-Trent straight away. You think you're being clever by giving all your money away and scaring your own mother half to death? You're a disgrace, William, an absolute disgrace. Step up and do the right thing. You've been brainwashed. That's no excuse. I've got no sympathy for you whatsoever. Get home now and apologise to your mother. And you know what else? Your mother mentioned to me on the email, You apparently got the idea for joining this cult when you heard it being advertised on a podcast of all places. An advert on a podcast. Who the hell listens to adverts on podcasts? No one. You know what you should do if you want to pay attention to podcast advertising? Don't join a cult. Get yourself a Squarespace account. Whatever that is. You heard William. You're an absolute disgrace. Steady on, Frank. Shut up, Lazarus. I've had it up to here with you in your condescending tone. I'm trying to make a difference to a young man's life here. And all you've got to say for yourself is, make sure you speak to him nicely. You don't understand what tough love is, Lazarus, because you're not a real person. You've never actually lived out there in the real world. And that's why your book is so clumsily written. It's because you're winging it, mate. You're trying to sound smart, but you're not. You can't even see what's right under your nose. Sorry, Karen, a uh, momentary distraction there. But listen, I really think this tough love thing should do the trick. Keep me posted. Let me know how it goes. In the meantime, keep on listening to Ragbag, sponsored by Felix Monnery, the saviour of humankind. And as for you, Lazarus Newman, listen to me loud and clear. This isn't tough love because I don't love you. I hate you, Lazarus. I hate you. And your days are numbered. Enjoy the rest of your life while it lasts. I created you and I can just as easily destroy you. (laughs) You didn't hear that, did you, listeners? Um, Lazarus just said in my head, just for my benefit, three simple words, bring it on. I'm going to have to do something about this, listeners. It is getting out of hand. Watch out for the next episode. I have a feeling in my bones it's going to be slightly momentous. And perhaps not everyone will make it out alive. Right, now, we all know how the whole Lazarus thing played out. He's dead now. Find out what happened in the special two-part story, Killing Lazarus, available now. So, just about got time for Tune of the Week. We do like a bit of weirdness on this show, but I try not to go too far down the weirdness route, perhaps because not everyone would wish to accompany me on that journey which perhaps explains why I haven't got round to playing this particular tune yet. It's not because it's not good. It's a great tune, as you will hear. It's by Black's Box, and the track is called Bulbul Box Energy.
1: It's very, very nice if you are me. I wouldn't think twice about being a policeman. Lovely uniform keeps me cool in the winter, in the summer keeps me warm. Policeman, you'll see, have much authority and the catching of no killing What's in his priority? Ah, mystery, misconduct, and But the biggest is. He's faster by the yard, and when his job starts to turn You'll begin to get a yelling, got a marathon of turning on a card who pulls him will a big despotter Who's unfortunately forgotten that his bowels are rather rotten or a drowse Who dances merrily about, with his little wheelie out And he shakes it all about A motorcar of rotting flan That wobbles like a pelican A naked chubby silly man Who plays the bungle with his clan A telepathic monkey, masturbating at the truncy And his eyes are monkey, but he tries to peppy And now on his head, and as he does, he often takes up all his clothes He goes into a dirty dirt, and now he doesn't do a thing because he's dead it could be something green and flustered, eating thin, with with costardewants, past for men with blasts, no all eggs, not well matched. A king without a head has a thing for making bread, and as it turns he never learns the bread, and never so he <laughs> takes the palace with a little palace, drinking from a palace till the cows come home. <laughs> what would you say, I feel like crying on my back. The bull bull will me. Yes sir. that's why they employ me. Yes sir. that's why they employ me. Yes sir. that's why they employ me.
0: Thank you for listening. That was a good tune of the week, wasn't it? I like that. Now, as always, just signing off. I'm going to tell you some things to look at. frankburton.co.uk That's my website. That's got all my stuff on. Twitter handle is ragbagfrank facebook page is ragbag podcast get on that one of these days i am going to be on instagram as well but i just can't be bothered to do that right now because i've got a lot of things going on including putting all these best stuff together takes a while doesn't it see you next time This is part of Britpod Scene, an independent network of uniquely British podcasts that's always growing. Check out
2: BritpodScene.com or follow BritPodScene on Twitter to find out more.